Hi everyone, welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. My name is Nadine Newkirk and I'm a clinical psychologist and dating coach. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about sense of self and dating and challenges that come come up if there's a limited sense of self. Before we jump into that, I'd just like to remind you all, if you have a certain topic or question around dating um, and psychology and dating, feel free to jump onto my website. I'll put a link in the episode show notes. And I've got a section on the website where you can write a query. And if you write me what that topic is or what that question is, um, I'd be really happy to go through it on the podcast (laughs) anonymously, of course. Um, So, yeah, I'm really curious to hear what challenges or, you know, things you're curious about in dating. um, And I'd, I'd love to go through it here. All right. So let's jump into the topic of sense of self and dating. So first of all, what does sense of self mean? This is your sense of identity, your perception of yourself. So this is, it's like a place that you can come home to in yourself where it's stable and consistent over time because our emotions come and go, we have, you know, changing thoughts, but this is something that you can go back to and it feels like a continuous you. And this ties into your beliefs about the world, um, your morals, what you think is just or unjust. It links into likes and dislikes, something as simple as sandwich choices to political values. It really encompasses everything. Um, It encompasses your values. So what gives you a sense of meaning or nourishment, sense of purpose in life? Are you someone who loves creativity or do you value humor? These are kind of words that you don't just tick off once. They're things that you live your life by and you infuse into whatever you're doing. Sense of self is also linked to acknowledging and noticing your emotions. So emotions I've spoken before are the things that help guide us towards our values. Tell us what our boundaries are. Tell us what our likes and dislikes are. So being able to have a solid sense of self is that ability to be mindful and understand and know your own emotions. And that also helps you know your motivations in life. What gives you that drive, what pulls you towards something, but, you know, not towards other things. So what would a lack of sense of self look like? What are the you know, kind of key symptoms or difficulties that happen if you have a lack of sense of self and how can this affect dating? So if there's a limited sense of self, you might feel more directionless in life. It's kind of hard to kind of plan long-term, know what your values are. Maybe it feels like you're either kind of living in crises, one kind of drama after the next, or maybe it feels like you're quite kind of numb or disconnected to things. Um, it might be hard to make decisions. And this is where coming down to limited lack of trust in yourself. So maybe it's hard to know, should I keep dating this person or not? And you might seek a lot of external validation, asking friends, asking families, listening to podcasts, 
because it can be hard to know, like, am I going to make a mistake? Am I not? Would other people do this? It's hard to trust that my kind of intuition, my emotions will guide me in the most helpful direction. It can lead to insecurities, um, low self-confidence, and it can also lead to difficult emotions. So people who have limited sense of self might find that more anxiety comes up. So anxiety in dating or maybe just generally in life, because if we don't have any place to go home to when we've got faced with crossroads in life, faced with decisions, you know, getting kind of these conflicting emotions, not sure what our boundaries are, of course you'd feel anxious. Your nervous system is going into constant places of unknown and self-doubt and, you know, trying to grasp answers from the external world rather than internal. It can also lead to difficult emotions of, for example, emotion dysregulation. So this is where the nervous system either has really intense emotions. So if it's hard to kind of tune in and acknowledge your inner world, then your emotions and needs aren't getting met and then they just get louder and louder and louder to try and get the message across. So people might have really flooding, intense emotions and find they end up more impulsive and then the more impulsive they are, the more it's hard to have consistent direction in life because you're just going at the whim of whatever emotion is there. Or maybe it could be really shut down emotions or flat or feeling hopeless, the opposite direction where things are kind of numbed out. And limited sense of self can also contribute to relationship challenges. So if you don't have that solid sense of knowing who you are, what your beliefs are, what you care about, it's hard to know what are your limits, what are your boundaries with other people. It's hard to be assertive and speak up. You might find that you either over people please or kind of become more codependent or enmeshed with someone. Um, it's really... It can be hard to differentiate. You, know, you might find that you feel like a bit like a chameleon, like your sense of self gets lost with each different person you're with. Or you might find that you're easily swayed between different opinions. You ask someone dating advice, and if you ask 10 people, you're probably going to get 10 different bits of advice. Some person's going to say, oh, that message means that they're, you know, they're not interested. I would just ghost them. Someone else would say, oh, that message isn't so bad, you know, don't be over the top, you know, just keep going on dates. And you find that it's hard to know what decision to come to because you're swayed between all those other people's decisions. It's hard to come to your own. So where can limited sense of self come from? Um, so there's a couple of different areas. It can definitely come from early childhood, family, early caregivers, the environment that you grow up in. So for some people, they might have found that um, from life circumstances, maybe the people around them had really intense emotions or mental health difficulties themselves or challenges, and therefore their nervous system picked up, okay, the best way to survive this situation is to focus on other people's emotions, other people's needs. That'll keep the peace. And that actually leads to less conflict, less harm. Or maybe I won't be as kind of dismissed or criticized or invalidated by others. Um, so then the nervous system doesn't actually build that skill of tuning into the internal compass and your own emotions, but more 
has that fine-tuning ability to tune into other people's emotions and what they want. It can also come from the desire to people-please or to fit in. You know, as humans, it's a normal human instinct to want to be in the in-group in society, in certain groups, workplaces, schools, friendships, because this is a survival thing. You know, if we're rejected and excluded by everyone, we wouldn't be able to build our own houses or if we get sick, have someone to look after us. So we really do need other people. So there can be this reflex to automatically try and fit in. And that can mean that, you know, again, you're focusing on how to fit in with everyone else rather than listening to your sense of self. So if this resonates with anyone, I guess the next question is, how can you build a sense of self? Because this is really important going into the dating world. If you're jumping on the apps, if you're going on in-person dates, you're going to come across a whole bunch of people with various backgrounds, various values, likes, dislikes, various boundaries that they have, various opinions and emotional maturity. And to, if you go in with a limited sense of self, you can really get hurt because you might not put up boundaries, you might end up in unhealthy relationships for too long, you might attach to people when it's not so helpful to attach, or you might kind of miss people where it's actually really helpful to pursue. So building this sense of self can really help you kind of have that consistency regardless of the people you meet on dating. So there's a few different strategies which I'll go through. One is mindfulness of emotions. So to be able to know your sense of self, you need to be able to listen to your body and those that's the clues of what your likes and dislikes are. If I eat a certain sandwich and I feel disgusted <laughs> and I notice that disgust, then I can know, okay, that's something I don't like. If I go on a hike and I feel a sense of joy or happiness, that emotion tells me that my needs are being met. I should keep doing that. So if I'm mindful of that emotion, I'll start to know, okay, what things motivate me in life, which things don't. So if we're mindful of emotions, we're doing a few things. We're not being judgmental, so non-judgment. You're also normalizing the emotions, so not kind of dismissing them and saying, I'm too over top, I'm too sensitive, there's something wrong with me, but rather understanding and this might take, you know, a little bit of practice. It might be going to see, speak to someone such as in therapy because sometimes the more you understand the puzzle pieces of your history and how that makes sense by your nervous system or you act this way, the more you can have that non-judgment and compassion for your emotions. And the less we judge, the more we accept and then we can know the needs of the emotion. And, yeah, if you can identify what is the function of this emotion, what are my needs – then you can act on that and start to feel more fulfilled. So for example, I recently was experiencing some anxiety over the last few weeks and I could have easily dismissed those emotions and said like, there's something wrong with me, I'm too sensitive, I don't know why this is happening. That would be kind of dismissive, judgmental. What I, I might have done a little bit of that at first, but then what I tried to shift to was looking at, okay, what is the context going on? Where might this anxiety be coming from? What could be 
it be trying to tell me? So the function of anxiety is often saying that there's some fear of a threat or danger. And often that's when there's maybe something different or unknown or a past threat. So in my current context, I'm actually pregnant and I'm coming up towards the due date um, in a couple of months. And birth is kind of a new new thing, never done it before and kind of scary and, you know, can bring up some anxiety. So initially I could have just kind of dismissed it and be like, I should just get over it. I should just be fine about it. Just suck it up. (laughs) That wouldn't be so helpful. My emotion would probably get louder and louder and louder until I listen. So a way to be mindful and identify the function and need of the emotion is to look at, okay, what am I needing here? And often, if anxiety is due to uncertainty of something new, I started to read books, I started to talk to people, listen to podcasts, and at first it brought up more anxiety because there was a whole lot of information, but the more I kind of started to absorb it, I started to hear some things twice, three times, and started to feel more confident in, okay, I've heard this, this makes sense to me, or this opinion maybe doesn't quite so much fit, or this is feels like a good evidence base. And once I had that, it felt more easy to make a decision and to know, okay, what I'm really needing based on this anxiety is knowing that I need a little bit more support to feel less afraid or less threatened by the situation. And listening to that anxiety and that need, I ended up booking in a doula, which is someone who kind of supports you throughout the birth process and is that consistent person um, who you feel familiar with and um, can be with you there before, after and during the day. So that's one example of how you might be mindful of your emotion research. What is the function of that emotion? If you don't know, (laughs) simply a Google search can be helpful. I've once before Googled, like, what is the function of boredom? What is the function of disgust? It's actually really interesting. And then once you know that, then you can start to um, meet those needs. And then you're really tuning into your inner world, your inner compass. Okay, the next step to build a sense of self is values work. So having a sense of self is having that consistent, stable sense of morals, beliefs over time, that direction. And you're not going to have to know every single direction, every single decision in life, but if you know your general values, that helps guide your decisions when you've got, you know, a choice point in career, with friendships, where to live, big questions like that, or even small decisions. So really tapping into big areas like relationships, career, health, religion, spirituality, hobbies, areas like that, looking into different words or things that you value. Do you value kindness in your relationships? Do you value honesty? And that can guide a small decision in dating. You might have gone on one date and you're not really interested to go on another and you're tempted just to tell the person oh, I'm just really busy now is not a good time for me to date, when really it was that you didn't feel the connection. So if you value honesty and kindness, maybe you can write them a message where you're being kind and also telling the full truth. To build a sense of self, you can also spend some time alone (laughs) because it's really hard to gauge what you like, don't like when you're swayed and influenced by everyone else's decisions. 
And this can initially be hard or kind of vulnerable or scary to kind of expose yourself to what, you know, emotions come up. Um, and also when you speak to other people, what your emotions and beliefs are. But if you spend some time alone, that gives you that opportunity to be mindful of your emotions and start to really get curious and know your sense of self. And then you can also practice making your own choices. So if, you know, you go to a new country and someone says, oh, you have to eat this re- restaurant, you have to eat there, but maybe you've looked on a blog and you like this restaurant, maybe you go for your opinion instead of what the other people are saying. And knowing that it's okay if you make a mistake, it's okay if you go to that restaurant and the food was terrible. That That's not, a sense of self doesn't mean that you get everything right, you get everything perfect, everything works out. It means that you just tune into your emotions and make a decision based on that on the time. Um, and that builds that sense of trust in your emotions and knowing that it's okay if things are imperfect. And lastly, Helping build a sense of self is using self-validation skills. So I'm going to go through this in the next episode, so stay tuned if you want to learn more about that. But just briefly, self-validation is the ability to acknowledge your inner world and encourage yourself and really kind of just be there with whatever comes up. And there's some practical skills for that. Okay, everyone. It was lovely speaking with you and stay tuned for the next episode on self-validation.